Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. To another edition of Sleepers Prospects and Props Podcast. We're going to leave that entirely in the episode in which the audio Sleeper completely edition. peaks, and it's going to be very, very annoying for you to hear. So I'll have to put a headphone warning in the description of the show. But welcome in, Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisen. Nobody's sleeping after here after with that you intro. on the show. No, nobody, nobody is sleeping anymore. There are no, there's no sleeping that is occurring after you. Some poor schmuck. Was like going to listen to our show to like calm down and relax and go to bed. Okay, hold on. I'm going to use one. I'm going to. It's early. Okay. But I'm gonna use right. one. Wow, <laughs> we are not even like a minute into the show. Use one. Yeah. Could you imagine if there's somebody who potentially, perhaps, because I think the show's mainly safe for work, listens to it at work without headphones, and they just like in their office they have it on, and now, well, it, and now when they listen to this show, it's going to be screaming at the top of of your lungs to start the show. Well, then don't be inconsiderate and listen to it out loud. That's fair. That's fair. That's good. But, or it's just maybe this is a communal thing. It's like they gathered all their friends and family around the table like we've asked them to at the end of the show. It's true. We do ask them and to do this is their that. first experience yeah. listening to the podcast, and, and that's what they got. Uh, so shout out dis- to everybody with over-the-ear headphones that now oh, have no ear We're going to discuss quarterback sleepers here on the show today. A couple of names that we've already mentioned. We'll do a deeper dive into them here today and have uh, topics of conversation. I've got a couple quarterbacks that I'd like to discuss. Jamie has a couple quarterbacks that he would like to discuss. And the idea here is twofold, right? For Jamie, he's looking at players, obviously in his rankings, that he is higher on than both the ADP perspective and where other experts are ranking said player. That, you know, tends to, to point to Jamie thinks somebody is a sleeper, that they're ranked uh, a little bit lower. Now, it's not everybody because he's got a player, a couple players that are like one or two spots different. We're not counting that as sleeper. It's got to be a significant yeah. amount, and it's got to be a player of significant value uh, for him to make the conversation. For me, it's just players on Jamie's list that I think could end the season a little bit higher, and I think there's some value if you're just looking at Jamie's list. So uh, those are the two approaches that we are going to take. And, Jamie, let's start with the, with the player that by far is the player that you differ the most in a positive way from a lot of other fantasy experts, plus 12 in the ADP department, plus 11 in the expert ranking department, meaning that you have him double-digit spots higher on your board than other people do in the space and where he's currently being drafted, and that is your QB18, Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I want to get into this a little bit more because we we touched on the upside opportunities when it was, I believe, Tuesday's show when we tackled this. Uh, the days kind of running together, but... Uh, I mentioned the rushing upside as as an element that I really like. So let me get into his entire projection uh, for me right now. So uh, I have him at about 562 pass attempts, uh, just under 4,000 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 and a half interceptions, and then 400 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. And And it's that little element at the end that really puts him over the top for me as somebody that I think becomes draftable uh, in single quarterback leagues. And you look back at his last year at, at North Carolina and, you know, he was asked if you if you kind of put yourself back in that space, if you remember the types of players, particularly in the backfield that left that Tar Heels roster, uh, including somebody that's on your New York Jets. 
uh, you, he was forced to do a lot himself. And he ran a ton. He, he ran the ball almost 200 times in his 12-game junior season uh, for 828 yards, 11 touchdowns. And he really unlocked that element of his game. Now, he ran for five touchdowns the year before. It's not like this was completely dormant. But he unlocked that area of his game. And it's really what endeared his teammates to him and really what kind of set him apart because he's not a – elite level passing prospect he was never considered that he wasn't considered that when he got drafted and he shouldn't be considered that now but i like the opportunity that he's going to be in that offense and and yes right now it's still technically a qb competition with jacoby Brissett. but who's the guy that's taking all the first team reps who's the guy all offseason the the organization that says our guy so sam howell would have to lose this job uh, in training camp for him not to get this or get hurt supposedly but I like what he can do as a runner, and I think when his default is going to be when things break down to use his legs as a physical runner, I like his ability to be in space, and I also like his ability to take advantage of the weapons that he's going to have there. New offense with Eric Bieniemy. he's got three quality receivers in, in Dotson, Samuel, McLaurin. Antonio Gibson is going to be a valuable piece out of the backfield as a running back in terms of a pass-catching ability. So you put all of those things together, and I think he can do – I think he'll be an average enough passer, but a good enough runner that when you put those together, you're going to get a streamable type quarterback for you or a mid-level QB2 in super flex leagues. And he's just somebody that I'm really excited about. Now, if you're worried he's not going to keep his job for the full year, okay, I understand that. It's it's not like he is a 17-game lock like a – you know, like any of the top quarterbacks in the league like a Justin Herbert or even like a Daniel Jones or somebody like that. But I do think there's upside here. I do think there's a chance that he's going to start some games for you. And I do think that he's somebody that is com- almost completely free in fantasy circles right now. Like there are a lot of leagues, especially in single quarterback, that the QB, what is he coming off the board? QB 20 in ADP or no, QB 30, QB 30, excuse me, QB yeah. 30 in ADP. That's why I shouldn't do math right now. He's not going to be 30 in ADP. He won't That's be drafted free. Then. Yeah, he's not getting drafted. It's free. Like, and you know what I mean? So like if you're starting to like, if you're waiting late in your draft or, you know, maybe you draft an elite quarterback, but you want to just keep a second quarterback. I, I normally don't advocate for that, but you know, it's your league. It's your team. You do what you, you know, your league and you know, what's going to be available to you better than I will for your specific situation. He's absolutely somebody I, I would take a, a last couple round flyer on as like, to me, like who are the, who are the QBs going around him? Like right now I'm, I'm going to look at this and just kind of eyeball it. But you know, the QBs going around him right now are Kenny Pickett. I'd rather Jimmy Kenny Garoppolo. Pickett. I would rather Sam Howell. Like uh, Kyler Murray, I which again, work. it depends on how long you can right. hold a roster spot. Tannehill. No, thank uh, you. No, Baker thank Mayfield. You. No, thank you. Desmond Ritter, who I know is somebody you want to uh, talk about. So we'll yeah. hold off on that part for a second here. Mac Jones. You know, that that's. That's the guys that you're uh, Mike White. Like these are the kind of guys that are going in this spot. And sure, we talked about all reasons why to like a guy like Mike White if he gets the opportunity. But Sam Howell is going to be the starter, which I, which you know what I mean. And it doesn't need an injury to be the starter. So this is the range he's going in right now. And I and most of those guys are you might get a spot start here or there. We talked about that a little bit with Kenny Pickett, but I, I think you get several starts out of Sam Howell in the right matchup. I I think Sam Howell is the perfect quarterback to fit this type of criteria. 
if you wanted to wait until one of the last couple of rounds to draft your backup quarterback and Sam Howell, the week that your starting quarterback has a bye, Sam Howell has a matchup that you like based on who the commanders are playing. That to me is where Sam Howell is going to have the most value. That that is where I feel comfortable uh, slotting him in, Jamie. Listen, I I don't love this offensive line in terms of protection. That would be one of the bigger concerns that I would have. Where do they rank for you, Chris? You just uh, did, and for those that did not have a chance to see on yeah. on Wednesday's TDN Daily, uh, in, an the, offensive in the blender, line. in the mental blender, yeah. is where I found but myself. I, I'm not asking you to relive this because I know you already have PTSD for it. I'm just asking where where did we end up? Thirtieth, the Washington they Football were Commanding Team. Yeah, thirty. Okay. So one of the bottom. It's so not three. great considering there's only 32 teams in nope. the football league. Yeah, they were only better than the Rams and the Titans for me. I had them teams directly in front of them: Tampa and Arizona. Um, I had Jacksonville down there as well. The Jets and the Colts kind of around. The yeah, so just so the bottom tier, bottom yeah. tier team, bottom tier, Very bottom clear. tier. Yeah, um, is where I currently have them. You want to debate moving them up in front of maybe Tampa or Arizona? Fine, but I still think they're yeah, a bottom or, tier offensive line, right? I don't want to split hairs. So that that's is like con- shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic. Right. That's they're a concern. All bad. That's a concern for me. Um, and, and and the other concern for me too, Jamie, is and we talked about this a little bit yesterday with Deshaun Watson, and so I'll bring up the conversation again. We are further removed. Uh, from the the player that we think Sam Howell can be at the next level from what we actually have in terms of a sample size. Now, it is a sample size of one, but that's the sample size that we have to go off of when it comes with Sam Howell. And that would be my big concern of putting all your eggs in the basket of this guy's going to be my backup quarterback. He's going to be my insurance policy if my starter gets hurt. He's going to be my 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 bye week option that I'm going to stream when, when my starter's on bye. The, the, I do have some concerns about that because I don't think his job is necessarily safe. He is more than likely going to be the starter, but this is a make or break year for Washington and Ron Rivera. They have to win football games. And if they start the year pretty poorly, they might need to make a change. And so for a guy that you have at QB 18, Jamie, I could, I could, I I don't think it's unfathomable for us to wake up in week eight, week nine of the season. And the commanders are off to a terrible start. And Sam Howell's being replaced as the starting quarterback in Washington. They don't owe Sam Howell anything where they took him in the draft. They owe it to themselves to win football games. And I'd also just throw in there too, Jamie, Six times a year, they're going to have to play Philadelphia defense. They're going to have to play the Giants defense, which is improved. And I think the Cowboys defense is improved. Those are tough matchups, those six games. A good portion of their schedule against teams in which I think their defenses are going to be able to play pretty well. So those would be the things that if I was going to play devil's advocate and push back on him being a sleeper, those are the concerns that I would have when evaluating him as a player um, that I think could ultimately backfire if you were to take him as a late-round sleeper. Yeah, and and look, they're reasonable arguments. In terms of... If Washington's playing poorly and Sam Howell isn't, they might not make a change because my assumption would be if they fire Ron Rivera, they're promoting Eric Bieniem. So sure. if Sam Howell struggles in really any capacity, whether the Washington is good, bad, or otherwise, then yes, I, I could see them giving Jacoby Brissett a legitimate option, uh, a-, a chance. But we'll see. Uh, I just think we're-, we're looking at a potential upside here. And the reality is, is... In most leagues, you're going to have players available to you at the quarterback position that's not a super flex league. I, I just to give a chance to get out a little bit ahead of the curve here of somebody that could potentially, you know, like what is Jimmy G's upside? What is no, no, even no. like what is Kenny Pickett's upside? Uh, agreed. Like, I, I will take a chance here. Now, if you're in a league where you know every single quarterback gets drafted, and if you don't draft the second quarterback, you're screwed. You might want a, a safer option. But in a, for a lot of one quarterback leagues, I would rather take a shot on the upside and be able to go like, eh, two or three weeks later, just drop the guy and pick up somebody else if it's not there. Can I read to you the first eight games on the commander's schedule? Yeah. Home against the Cardinals, 
Okay. At that's Denver. Good, that's a good matchup. Bad matchup. Home against Buffalo. Probably bad matchup. At so Philadelphia. Not great. Yeah, bad matchup. Home against Chicago on Thursday night. I think that's a decent matchup. At not Atlanta. Great, at New York, um, the Giants. Yeah. And home against Philly. Those are their first eight games. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough schedule. They could but, look up. They could look up and I think at best be three and five. Yeah. But if Sam Howell's running around. Right. If they're three and five and it's because their defense has given up a ton of points and Sam Howell's keeping them in games and they're losing, then yes, they won't make a change. But if they're three and five, if they're two and six because Sam Howell's turning the ball over a ton, he's fumbling the ball, throwing picks. Yeah. They're going to need to make a change. He doesn't have a, they don't have a a long leash. Jamie, they don't have a bye to week 14. So they don't have a, a, a caked in place in the schedule where they can be like, Oh, we can just evaluate this until the bye and then make a change. Then they can't get 13 games. No, and the the reality is here is, and, and this would be my advice when we talk about some of these players, and it's really going to play off more at other, these other positions than it is a quarterback, but I think Sam Howell is the, the one example of quarterback. Um, and maybe Desmond Ritter for you, when you talk about him in a second, we'll fit this example even though I'm not buying in, is Whatever. sometimes you just need to bet on this and you'll know early on. Mm-hmm. And you'll know two or three weeks. Like, I don't expect right now that you're drafting Sam Howell and you're holding him for 17 weeks. What I am doing in this case is I am drafting Sam Howell and I'm doing a two to four week evaluation to start the year. How does he look? How often is he running? Does he look like he's going to keep his job, et cetera? And then at that point, making the decision of, okay, I, I him versus somebody on the waiver wire. So again, if you're in a league where you don't have that luxury, I understand saying, you know what, I'm, I might take a guys that, you know, the guys I have ranked directly behind him, like Jared Goff or, you know, the the rookie Stroud and Young or somebody like that that has a little bit more safety net built in. I understand that. But if you're not, you want to look for upside and you're going to get some sort of an answer real quick of like, is this is this viable? Is he going to be a viable fantasy option for me? Or, eh, took a chance, cut bait, and I'm going to pick up Kenny Pickett this week or I'm going to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo this week or I'm going to pick up insert whoever has a good matchup this week. Yeah. And I, so look into that as a short, look into that as a September commitment and not a season long commitment. Yeah. And I think the other part of this too, Jamie is, is the, there are tiers to the term sleeper in this space. Right. And I think it's important yeah. for us to determine, we are not saying Sam Howell is the, is a sleeper to be your starting quarterback in no. fantasy for the entirety of the season. We are discussing him in a specific tier of, yeah, this guy might be a guy to keep an eye on as your backup could potentially be your starter in case of an injury. Like that's yep. the kind of, that's the kind yes, of range. Please, that, like don't please, take, take please do not go into season with Sam Howell as your QB one. Right. That's not, that's what, not what we're talking about here. If you want to take him as a flyer in the, in the back half of your draft last couple of rounds, and you want to earmark him as a backup. And here's where this becomes so important, Jamie, because if, if there are people who are in your camp on this and they, and they don't agree with me and they say, Hey, I'm going to take Sam Howell. Guess what? There's a good chance that other people in your league aren't looking at Sam Howell that way. You can kind of wait until one of the last two rounds, and guess yeah. what that does? That opens up the opportunity for you to be able to get some other positions and be able to kind of pick some more, pick some players that may be a little bit more competitive that you know other people are going to be keeping an eye on because you know I don't have to address my backup quarterback until all the way at the end because I don't think any, anyone else is going to be keeping an eye on Sam Howell. That's what we mean when we're talking about sleeper yeah. uh, in this context. Jamie, do you want to pivot to Desmond Ritter now? Is that is that where we want to go? Yes, with this? but one last thing I want to say on okay. this on this point. And depending on the guy you drafted, you have to also remember what is the potential path for any of these quarterbacks starting for you. And let's say you drafted a Patrick Mahomes. Let's say you drafted a Jamar, uh, not Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, If you drafted Lamar Jackson, you draft somebody like that. 
you you at that point are knowing that almost regardless of the matchup, those guys are playing for you. If they are healthy, they're in your lineup. So at that point, you have to decide, does my quarterback have significant injury risk? Like a Lamar Jackson, where I was like, you know what? I have to take a high floor guy because I, I don't think I'm going to necessarily get 17 games of Lamar. But if he's not someone that's inherently an injury risk, what is the chance that somebody that's on your bench is going to play for you more than just your bio? So you need to go upside in that case. Like to me, there's no point in drafting Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford. Like I, I, because you're never going to play. You're never playing Matthew Stafford. At the opportunity cost of what you could get in the spot that you took Stafford from an ADP perspective. Correct. Yeah, hundred percent. Where and there's really no trade value for Stafford in that in that scenario either. Where I think you have the opportunity with Sam Howell of like. If you take – and these guys are ranked really close to each other. That's why I'm using that as an example here where if he shows some upside, if he gets off to a couple 20-point weeks and he's running around, you're not playing him over Mahomes. But now you have an asset. Mm-hmm. Now you have something you could use. And you know, so that's something that you have to consider as well when you're talking about which type of guy you're going to draft in this spot because the reality is, is you have to think – what is the potential pathway? And we'll talk about this with, with a lot of sleepers when we go through this point of every section. What is the potential pathway for this guy actually making a lineup for me? And that's how you have to think. In some ways, it's like, hey, not much has to happen and this person might get in. Or it's going to be like, boy, they need to do a lot. And then that changes the strategy that you want to use. But yes, let's move on to, to Mr. Ritter. Desmond Ritter, uh, for you, I think he, he he's in the 30s in terms of where he yeah, uh, I think he's like QB 32 or something. QB 32. And, and, and this is a guy that I think for me um, is a sleeper in the same mold that Jamie has, Sam, Sam Howell. Um, I view Desmond Ritter in the same mold. And here's why, Jamie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in week 18 of the regular season last year, uh, that was a game in which I, I think at that point, anybody in the NFC South could could have won the division, right? Everybody yes. was still mathematically alive. And in a game in week 18 against the eventual division winners, Tampa, Atlanta won that football game. And in that game, he threw the ball for he threw the ball 30 times, 224 passing yards and two touchdowns. The first two passing touchdowns that he had all season long at that point in the four starts that he had. And so for me, yeah, I look at a guy who in the biggest game of the season for for Atlanta Threw the ball close to 30 times. So I, I know your big thing with um, with Ritter is going to be the volume here and that they're going to run yeah. the ball a lot. And again, they just used a top 10 pick on B. John Robinson. They've got Tyler Algier. They've got Corderell Patterson. I'm in full agreement that the volume is the concern here. But I think upside here as a passer, I think Ritter was a better prospect coming out than Sam Howell. Um, so I think that is where I think there's some growth for, for Ritter. I think he's got a bigger sample size of games under his belt, which I think could help him in the early stages of the season where Ritter played four games last year, came in, Tried to give yeah. the team a spark, and they were competitive. They lost twenty-one to eight, uh, twenty-one to eighteen against the the Saints. Baltimore, they lost seventeen to nine. They beat Arizona twenty to nineteen, and they beat Tampa thirty to seventeen. Are, are they yeah. wowing you with the way that they played? No, but they were extremely competitive <laughs> in part ca- of the season when they needed to be. Go look back at the Falcons' schedule. Aside from when they got absolutely boat raced by the Bengals, that's how they played. Yeah. everybody, everybody, they, all they year. Were competitive. And so for yeah. me, that competitiveness, I think, opens up some opportunities for Desmond Ritter uh, to shine late in games, to be able to have some drives where they're going to need him to throw the football to try to put themselves in positions to kick a game-winning field goal or to score yeah. a touchdown to take the lead. I think they're going to have those opportunities because, I again, I think they went 7-10 they went and 10 last year. And, Jamie, I think they're an improved team. I think they have a great offensive line. Um, I think Rit- Ritter's going to be good. I think the four games that he played last year, I made this point on a TDN Daily, cheap plug for my show once again here, second time I, I snuck it in here. When Ritter uh, got the job, 
I did a podcast in, in, immediately reacting to it. And I said, this is the best thing for the long-term future of the Atlanta Falcons. Because yeah. no matter what happens in 2023, these four games that you're going to give him, and it was right after the bye, right? After the bye week. So yep. you gave him a full week to prepare for an opponent, and then he gave him the stretch at the end of the season. The best thing for him. Because now he went into the offseason with, he had a full season of prep. He played in those four games. You've got a decent amount of film to go back and critique and find things to work on. And I think that's going to set themselves up really, really good here for 2023. So I'm betting on a much improved team uh, across the board. The volume's the concern. Right, that would be yes. the big counter the counter to this is are they going to throw with enough passing volume? He threw the ball 115 times in his four starts that he made after the bye week, and so a yeah. 115 divided by four is somewhere in the 20s, I think, based on just rough math. But I'll I'll actually do the math here just to make sure it should be it should be like um, 28. It's 28.75, so it's on the yeah. lower end of the spectrum. But I think they're going to throw a little bit more. So I think 30s not out of the realm of possibility where they're throwing the ball no, but, 30 times. But 30s not a lot. 30s not a lot. 30s very low. But if we can get and, to and, 30, I feel a little bit better about this. Right, before I address that, I have, I have a, a fun fact for you, Chris. I would like you to answer. How many one-score games do you think the Falcons played in last year? I can't answer that because I have the Fantasy Pros up on the other screen that shows oh, you their, do? their games. Yeah, okay. so I, I don't want to answer that. But if you want to still share the statistics for conversation. Yeah, they played yeah, and they played 14 one-score games last year. I mean, they were literally in every game. And I think they beat the Niners by two scores. I know they got shellacked by uh, – by Cincinnati, and I believe they end up losing to Carolina in that very weird game by... 25 by, to 15, they lost that game. Okay, yeah. it was like 10 or 14, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my concern with Desmond Ritter is passing volume, and, and we'll talked about that already. And to kind of put that into numbers, I'm going to go in here to my handy-dandy spreadsheet and see where I have the Atlanta Falcons. And, and they come in as the third lowest uh, team for me in terms of passing volume at 29.46. So right around that 30 mark that you talked about. So it, it's going to be a low passing volume. Still more than Justin Fields, though. Uh, well, yeah, everything's going to be more than Justin Fields. We talked about that. Um, low passing volume. I don't think there's a ton of touchdown upside. I do have him projected for 20 touchdowns through the air. Which, yeah, this receiver uh, core is the, the receiver core is a question mark. It, it is. And let's be honest. I think this team, when they get in the red zone, they're going to they're gonna rely a lot on their running game, as they should. It's an improved offensive line. You have two, quali- two quality backs and a third gadget option. Uh, and until they start using, uh, you know, pits more like, a, a traditional tight end in the red zone, which they have not yet. We'll see. Uh, and I think the addition of John who Smith can catch can block as well. Like I, I like this team is set up to run the ball a lot. And that's where they're, that is their uh, differentiator from the other teams in their division. Uh, Ritter's going to run a little like he's still, but he's not going to run a lot. And I don't think he's going to have any sort of rushing touchdown upside because I can't see them taking the ball out of Algiers or Bijan Robinson's hands to give it to Desmond Ritter. So I think you're just relying on a guy that, you know, might have a good week here or there, but it's low upside. Like, look, look at the game logs from last year's fantasy point totals in those four games. They're not great. 7.7, 9.5, 5.7. And in the game you just raved yep. about. I raved. Raves. Raves. Raves is a strong word. That's a strong raved. word. I just pointed it out. You threw a party. You had I, poppers, balloons. I just, I just pointed it out. Crowns from Burger King. That it was his best game. And the, the from a fantasy perspective, it was. It was 15.9 15.9. Yeah. So there's growth. I think so, there's growth here. And again, also, I think it, the thing you'd be betting on in the red zone with, with them, and I'd love to see um, what their red zone usage was last year under Arthur Smith. And maybe maybe I can dive into that here uh, at some point. But Jonu Smith is going to probably be a red zone target that they didn't have last year. So that's a help in the passing game. And I think they'll use Corderell Patterson 
in the red zone as a passing threat. So that's an important thing as well. Are you trying to effort very hard to get me some statistics here in this regard? Is that what you're doing? Because you look, no, you look kind of. of what I'm trying to, to I'm trying to see what I'm trying to see here. Like, that's I'm great. Not could, sure. you, could you maybe enlighten us of what you're trying to see? So maybe we Okay, can... so last year inside the 10-yard line. Okay. I'm trying to make sure. I, I want to make sure I have this stat correctly. Love that. So when they ran in the red zone, oh, no, that's not what I want. I have a breakdown of every player's stats, but no, I want to see like how often they ran versus how often they pass. And I have like legitimately like when they ran, this player got this percentage, nah, which is fun, yeah. but it's not what I'm looking it's for. What we're right looking now. for, because I think that's going to be that's going to be the real the real tell here, right? Is, is how they split this up. Because if they if they pass a little bit more than maybe we thought, and you add Jonu Smith to the mix, I think there's some opportunity here, because yeah. they're just going to put a blanket on Drake London. Red zone. Scoring? No, I don't want scores. I, I, I mean, I tried Attempts? to filibuster for you. Attempts we might have to. Attempts. We might have to charge you with. Yeah, timeout. we might have to charge you a timeout. Charge? Yeah, I know. I tried. I did a try. I appreciate the effort, though. I, I found it. a lot of different stats. Just none of sure. them are specific. Any of them interesting enough actually... to share here before we move on to the next quarterback, or no? Um, no. I mean, they're interesting, but none of them are relevant to this conversation. But to your point, let's move on to the next quarterback. And, and I feel like I'm cheating with this one, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about it a ton because we did talk about it a lot in the show. But I want to—I don't want to make things up. And quarterbacks are a tough position to have multiple sleepers. But based on my fellow experts, in, in quotes, um, I hate that term, but uh, my fellow rankers, in the fantasy space in ECR and also drafters uh, in in ADP are low on Aaron Rodgers to where I have him. Right now he is ranked and his ADP is QB 15. I have him at QB 8 and we discussed what he can do last show. We discussed that I'm not expecting him to look like MVP Aaron Rodgers from two seasons ago. But I think he's going to be some combination of what he was the last two years, which is basically kind of the player he was three or four years ago. Love the weapons that they have there. I think they're going to throw plenty. I don't expect Brees Hall to be back week one. Even if he is, there's going to be an acclimation period. Every single player I have ever talked to that has had ACL reconstructive surgery has said they are not timeout. Is there a wee-woo? I found the statistic for you. I oh, was, you found it. I was efforting very hard. Let me just make sure that this is what this is. Well, shouldn't you have made sure before you call the timeout? No, that's that's not what we do here. Okay, so this, okay. this, this, this is your second, by the way. This is a chart. It says NFL red zone pass and rush splits, but I don't. Have so a- I want people. I want people to know. I can't see Chris's screen either. So him telling me that he sees a chart is is as unhelpful okay. to me right, as it is to you. How about this? How about this? I'm gonna send you the link. I'll oh, send you the Lord. link of what I'm using, yeah. and then you tell me if we can use this. I okay. think this is I exactly will. what we're looking for. Uh, in the, the pu- meantime, I'm gonna finish my Aaron Rodgers point. Where no, you I, you, I call the timeout. We're, we're, right. No, we're in the huddle. Uh, you can't just right. overrule the timeout. What are you doing? All right. I mean, I I don't can I just don't know when this was written. That's kind of the concern that I have. Uh, okay, let me see. But statistically, this feels like it tracks. Well, this is is this so? This is supposed to be red zone. Yeah, this is this is what we want. My issue is, is I have no idea when this was I, it, right, and that's the concern, and that's the concern that I have. Because when I clicked on the story, it doesn't have. There's no there's no date of when this was written. Yeah, you think they you think they would put a date? You think they would um, put a date on it? I'm going to assume – I mean, it is It is nice that – well, let me see if I just can make – see how far back I have to scroll to kind of see this. I uh, know a lot a, of the other stuff on the site This was such is, a bad use of a timeout. Yeah. No, a lot of the other stuff on the site says 2022 season. Okay, so, I, so maybe. I, I, I'm going to 
Okay, so we're going to put a big disclaimer on this that we're not entirely sure if this is the case. I am not, but I am going to assume that it is. The Atlanta Falcons had the, according to this, this research, the fourth lowest pass percentage in the red zone at 46.4. I mean, that tracks. Right, that tracks. And the three teams below them, Chicago, Baltimore, and Carolina. So that's what we've got. And the teams at yeah. the top, the teams at the top, tell you tell, tell me if this is if this is if this tracks. Teams at the top, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, yeah. and the Chargers. Yeah, I mean the three teams they, they throw the most in general. And I think KC, I'm sure KC is up there too. They are um, 62.42. Seattle and you know New the England one that surprised me ahead of them. New England throwing that much. 62.75% with Damien Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson, and just in general. Well, I mean, when you well, I mean, think about it. Think about it. You had two defensive coaches calling plays, and so defenses expect the run. So they, in their mind, as defensive coaches, were like, ah, here's what we'll do. We'll throw the ball. That's what they did. I, I, I'm I, just very happy that we got this. Please continue your point about whatever you were saying about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I... I I'm trying to see that. Now. What was the Jets' number last year, now that we're just talking about Aaron Rodgers? 62.11% pass. Okay. pass. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, my, my point with Aaron Rodgers is more so that the, he's in, he's landed himself in a really strong opportunity, a lot of quality weapons, and I do think he's going to be, again, not necessarily the MVP version, but have a pretty damn good season for the New York Jets. And and right now he's going as a non-starter. I'm perfectly okay walking into my fantasy – or leaving my fantasy drafts with Aaron Rodgers as my QB1, and that's not what's being reflected right now in the expert rankings nor the ADP. Yeah, and I think with Rodgers it's – you're 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 looking at a better wide receiver group than he's probably had because just the difference that Garrett Wilson will make for him. Um, I I think the offensive line's a step back. Um, I think the running game's sorely a, a step back for for him in terms of the talent. I mean, you go from Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon to to Brees Hall potentially. Did you see the rumor that they that they might be interested in signing Dalvin Cook? Did you see that? Yesterday? I did. I don't. Uh, I do. I I mean, I will cool, tell you. But... I'll tell you right now. That team trades for or signs Dalvin Cook, you are going to get a rant of all rants for oh, everyone who tried to convince me that the Israel oh. Abandacanda pick was a good pick. For everybody who tried to convince me of why that was a good pick, it's going to be a rough day for all of you if that happens. But yes, Jamie, I agree I agree with you on, on, on Rodgers. I, I think the receiving core is the, the big thing. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more. Um, I think they're going to have to because I don't know if they're going to be able to play a, a, a ground and pound style that they did with Zach Wilson the last couple of years where they ran the ball a lot and then just utilized the tight ends in the passing game. Um, when they've got to play Buffalo twice a year, when they've got to play Miami twice a year, um, they've got, I think they've got Philly on their schedule at some point. Like they've got some tough teams where they're going to need to, to showcase an ability to score. So for me, I mean, he's, they're going to have to throw the ball yeah. more than they, than they've had in, in recent years. But again, not going to be the back-to-back MVP version. Just going to be better than the version we got a year ago. Yeah. Anybody else you want to discuss? We've mentioned Aaron Rodgers. That's one of the bigger. Him yeah, and Sam Howell I, are the bigger sleepers. Yeah, I, I mean, wanted to talk about Ritter. I mean, some other. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, you you have Colt, you have Colt McCoy, twenty five spots higher in ADP compared to you know everybody else. You'd be thirty four sleeper baby. Um, so some other players, I'm a little bit higher on than others that we're not we haven't talked about that we'll just touch on briefly. Uh, we talked about Dak. Uh, on yesterday's show. That's four uh, spots in ADP wise. Yeah. So I, I have him as QB six. Um little bit higher on 
Russell Wilson and CJ Stroud. You know, Russell Wilson at QB 15. Yeah, Stroud at 22. Not a lot to talk about there. Uh, Brock Purdy is one is interesting. I have but, eight spots above. That's, that's so injury related, but, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's, uh, but, but, that's uh, what's caked in there. Yeah, I, I think that's, like I said, more injury related than anything else. And you know what? Maybe you know, let me just talk about a few. You know, I know it's a sleeper show, but let, what would the opposite of, I, mean, I guess the opposite of sleeper is a bust. But like we need to come up with a better term because I, I want to touch on a couple of these guys that I'm much lower on because we don't have that that segment carved out. Well, the opposite the of being sleep is being awake. So is there something you can do there? Guys, I'm significantly lower on than ADP, and, and and I mean like six spots or more. I think Jordan Love is one of them. Uh, I am nine spots lower on ADP, seven spots lower in consensus rankings. I have him at 29. Trey Lance. Why do you hate Trey Lance so much, Jamie? Uh, I don't think he's gonna play. <laughs> I mean, he's 10 spots below ranking, 11 spots below ADP. Do you think the week uh, one? I, I it's rare. It's never been done. I'm gonna use the third one. I'm going to use the third time out. I'm going to use the third one because I don't think we have much left in the show. Jamie Eisner. Can I take him with you? Give me the week one starting quarterback depth chart for the San Francisco 49ers. The week one starting quarterback depth chart. I think it's going to be Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, and then Brandon Allen's the emergency third quarterback. So you don't think Brock Purdy is going to be ready for week one? I don't. Despite I don't have any inside information. I just, I just, I'm the timeline in my head doesn't, it's too early to tell. And it's boring if I say Brock Purdy because that then, so I, you think, he's healthy, he's going to start. But you, so you think Brock Purdy is not going to be healthy week one and the 49ers yeah. are going to turn to Sam Darnold over Trey Lance? I do. I don't think I can, I don't think I can get there. If, if, if Brock Purdy's not healthy and Trey Lance is, I think Trey Lance is the week one starter. And I think Trey Lance comes Possible. in. I think he plays well, and then they just have a real conundrum on their hands. Well, no, they probably won't for long because if you're a Niners quarterback, so you're you, you only get hurt two, every three, three and a half before weeks before a catastrophic injury happens right. to you. Right, three and a half weeks, and then you're gonna you so know, be out for the remainder of the season. We'll see. And Sam Dar- and and by the way, king of random injuries, Sam Darnold, or Mono. illnesses, ailments. Uh, he had I well, say ailments. He had mono that one time. Yeah, it's not really an injury. No, it was more of a, uh, yeah. an illness. An illness. Before, before missing games with illnesses was cool. Any other sleepers you want to discuss here on um, the show before you say something that? Yeah, it's getting progressively more worrisome as the, I talk more. Right, which is why um, I guess the only other name I brought back is is and again, it's a name we discussed before, but just being a little bit lower on Daniel Jones. You know, he's ranked as a starting caliber quarterback. QB. Listen, I called you out for this QB top 12. ten quarterback. He a year did. ago, and you don't have him. You don't have. Yeah, him I don't top. think he's rushing for what double digit touchdowns again. So. That's really it. It, it, it. Look, there, there's this is both the easiest and sometimes most frustrating position in fantasy because you know who the best players are. Most mm-hmm. people are still only playing one, even though Superflex is getting more and more popular. Most leagues still only play one quarterback, but it's one that you also can't get wrong because if, if a bad week could, there could be a 10, 15 point gap between you and your opponent, and that could, it's a tough. It's a tough hole to, to dig yourself out of if you have if you have that big of a gap between your QB ones that are starting in a given matchup. But I, I, th- I think we've tackled this as much as we can, and we'll have a lot more names as we get into running backs next week, wide receivers, tight ends. But quarterbacks are the quarterbacks, and they're done.
That's going to do it for us here on the Thursday edition of the show. Appreciate everybody stopping in, checking out the show, hanging out with us here uh, for the last show for the QB rankings. we got running backs up next week starting, I believe, on Tuesday. We've got one more show this week, though. Takes on takes on tomorrow's show. You provide the takes, whether it's about football, whether it's about Jamie's fantasy rankings, whether it's about food, whether it's about pop culture, whatever you want your takes to be, you share them, uh, and then we discuss them here on the show. And you can do so in a couple of ways. You can tweet them at us. At, I'm at Chris Schubert underscore on Twitter. Jamie's at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. If you are a member of the TDM Premium Discord, you can drop them in the Takes on Takes channel, and I'll go in there and peruse the list and, and gather them for the show for tomorrow. We'd love it if you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. helps us out a ton. If you've done all of those things and you're tired of hearing me say this, uh, that spiel, share the show with a friend. That's the next piece of homework that I've got here for you. Tell a friend, coworker, loved one, uh, fantasy football aficionado, sports betting aficionado, somebody that you think would enjoy the show, please share the show with them. We've got the YouTube version of the show as well. The rare timeout in the outro. Go ahead. Hitting a timeout in the outro. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Sam Teets, who has recently reviewed the show. Uh, shout uh, out to our guy, Sam. So thank you, Sam, for did reviewing. Did he give us five stars, uh, at least? He did give us okay, five stars. Thank you. And in reference to our segment where we talked about even numbers versus odd numbers, which was, was a pretty fun conversation. <laughs> uh, so, of course. Well, it's a football podcast, and the, the, our most recent review is about the numbers conversation that we had. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. So uh, thank you very much, Sam. And obviously we'll definitely give shout outs to anybody that, that also reviews and rates us and leaves us a review. It's simple. It helps us. It helps the algorithm, helps people find us. Like that's why we and literally everybody ask for it. Like it's, it's no secret sauce. So uh, thank you again, Samuel Teets. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a take from him tomorrow. You finish your outro. I'm done. Yeah, uh, you can catch the YouTube version of the show over on the Draft Network YouTube channel. Um, we drop the video versions over there each and every day as well. So if you want to catch the video version someday and you're just a podcast listener, uh, you can go do that as well. And then when you're over there, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You know when we'll go live. You'll know when one of the video versions of the show drop. And so you can have it in your uh, subscription feed right away. You also get it. notified whenever Chris has a new like position rankings update where he makes himself into a crazy man to try to list all 32 teams then goes on there and like you feel like he's gonna like give himself an aneurysm trying to rank all of these units i uh i finished offensive lineman th- yesterday yeah say so you have all you have quarterbacks wide receivers running backs and offensive line no and we've done ends. we've done tight end offense is done we have now okay. flipped to the defensive side of the ball so we have defensive so line go watch those but we then also ed- yeah keep and then an edge defense. corner linebacker safety we've got all those groups as well and then we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a coaching staff rankings at the end because i enjoy uh, debating these things with everybody and then we'll see how right i was and he's gonna do nfl over. players as marvel characters no we won't do that we won't do that we'll just wow. continue the the positional rankings uh, from there this is that's enough on my plate uh, in terms of topics for that show but yeah you've got all that stuff over there as well so appreciate everybody checking out the show appreciate everybody hanging out with us everybody have a great rest of your thursday we'll talk to you all tomorrow thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.